Welcome to the media ministry of Crossroads Church Aspen. To learn more about Crossroads, visit our website at ccaspen.com. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Steve Woodrow. Welcome, everyone. We are so happy to share with you this Desert Series, especially during these times of this coronavirus pandemic when we're all starting to try to get back to work, starting to try to figure out what a new normal if that's even possible, is, is all about. But we're excited about this series, and we hope it really encourages uh, each of you, our entire body. You know, when God takes us to the desert, He hits the pause button, and it's a big pause button that we cannot ignore. We all know what a pause button is, is all about. Every single one of us, we, most of our electronic devices that we have have a pause button on it. But this little pause button in many ways has impacted the way we live more than we'd ever realize. How we use a pause button is we hit that thing as, uh, you know, as it's an inconvenience. We have to stop what we were doing so we, we can, somebody interrupted us or we try to go do something. It's a tool we use to be able to quickly as possible get back to what we were doing. The problem is, is that's how we handle things in life many times. We don't take time to focus on the pause, what's the reason for the pause, and that is many times how we handle tough times in life and things that are going on. There's also another type of pause button, and we find this in the Bible. It's a biblical pause button that we find used within the book of Psalms. And this, it's a Hebrew word called selah. And selah is this Hebrew word. It basically is a technical term used in music when the psalms were sung to bring a pause and to bring a stop. But it's also used to stop and pay attention to what is going on. And we find this little Hebrew word nestled in the psalms at specific places where uh, we are to stop and really contemplate deeply about what God is doing, what he has said right in his word. There's a couple psalms I want to take us to um, here this evening. Uh, first psalm is Psalm 46. And in Psalm 46, verses 10 through 11, this is what David says to us. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Or to stop and really contemplate and take a pause and see what has God said here? What is he doing? And, and this is such a, a powerful psalm. It begins with saying, be still and know that I am God. And especially for us today that we just hit that pause button where we just want to get about what we're doing. We miss oftentimes taking the time adequate right, to listen to God, to be still before God. Last night we were sitting around the campfire. And we were all just in, in awe about being out here in the desert, in this, this wilderness place, is how quiet it was, how still it was. You couldn't hear a thing. There's no lights from the city. There's no cars. There's no other people. We haven't seen a soul. It is just still. It is silent. It is quiet. It is a time to be able to pause and genuinely, without any distractions, pay attention to what God is doing, what God is saying. And I just ask you, when was the last time that you were able to truly be still, truly be in a place where there were no distractions, it was quiet, it was silent, and you were able to be alone with God and, and give your attention to Him and to hear what He was doing. We're to be still and we're to know that He is God. This psalm also 
goes on and listen to what it says. Is that I will, God is speaking here to us. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. In other words, this is, we're going to stop and, and oftentimes going into the wilderness when God leads us there. One of the uh, consistent things that God is teaching his peoples is it's not about us. It's about God. It's not about us. It's about him. And we see here in the Psalms that God's speaking to us that he will be exalted. And part of this wilderness experience is us to reorient our lives, to get it away from, it's so easy to get consumed. Life revolves around us and what we're doing. And we miss the most powerful thing, which is it's really about God. And we need to align our hearts, right, with what he is doing. And the psalm also says, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob. He is our fortress. Is This language of God with us is all through the scripture. Of course, we know that Jesus fulfilled that ultimately for us, that God with us, Emmanuel with us. And we need, it takes time. You know, that is just theological language. That's just feel-good language for people if we have not personally been able to experience the reality of God with us. It takes time alone. It often takes time in the wilderness with God alone to be silent so that we can hear him in what he is saying, what he is doing. The other uh, psalm that I want to point out is Psalm 9. This is verse 19 through 20. And this is where David says, Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. Selah. Stop. Contemplate what God is doing in the world. And part of the coronavirus pandemic, part of every major uh, trauma that's happened globally in the world, suffering and also beautiful, amazing things, uh, God is behind those things at some level. And for sure, what he is shouting with a megaphone to us um, consistently through these things is, it's not about us. In that we cannot prevail, there is a humility that is to come from these seasons of being in the wilderness, these seasons of uncertainty, these seasons of, of trauma and suffering, is that we're to come out of these, these things to have a restored understanding of who God is and that we're to rise up and, and fear Him, a reverence for Him. And that this is what He desires to happen when through all of these different things that happen in the world. Selah, think deeply about what is going on. That we realize it is God who will be exalted in the world. It is God who is going to judge the earth. It is God, it is not man who will prevail in the world. And that we can do nothing, Jesus says, without him. Part of wilderness time is growing in our radical dependence on God himself. And that can't happen without heeding the pause button, without heeding that pause that God puts in our lives that we cannot ignore. When God actually hits that button, that pause button, it's a big button and we can't ignore what God is doing. And so these times of wilderness, God takes us there, right, for us to heed what he's doing, to pause, to learn to be silent right before him. So I hope this is a reminder to us. Anytime we see a pause button from now on, I hope that that is a reminder, that this is a reminder to us. Have we paused lately? Have we taken the time out of our agenda, out of what we're doing, to be quiet before God and genuinely listen right, to what He is doing? So every time we see that pause button, let us ask each other, hey, have I taken the time to be alone with God, to be in tune with what He's doing, with what He's saying to me, with what His Word is saying, what the Holy Spirit is telling us and leading us into. Have we taken that adequate time? See, when God takes us to the wilderness, 
he hits the big pause button. And that pause button is, is for us to calm down, to stop what we're doing and pay attention to God. It cannot be ignored. So let us not ignore it. Let's encourage each other in this process, in this time of pausing and listening and paying attention to God. Selah. Wonderful. I really hope you all enjoy that. Um, man, it was such a, a privilege to be with these guys out there in the desert. And uh, I just want to say, uh, wow, you guys are amazing. You guys got skills. I mean, I knew that before, but uh, uh, unbelievable. These guys have put an amazing amount of time, but just that creativity of putting into uh, doing all this, it was a, really a lot of fun. Just being out there and getting some extra time in the desert to uh, just quietly try to hear God. Of course, there was a lot of work that went on. We were up at the crack of dawn and, and late at night, but uh, just some great time together and also just some, some time to be alone um, you know, before God. I don't know about you all, but that for me, just I, I think there was a lot of work, obviously, and thought that we had to do, but boy, just that time away, right, to, uh, to break away. There's something about physically just getting out of your environment to get to a place uh, to, to change the scenery, to, to spark uh, discussion of what's going in the heart. I know for me that, that uh, break was just much needed in a time with the Lord. To, uh, obviously, we were working, but, but just, uh, boy, those times to be able to, uh, boy, just refocus on, on what God was doing, especially in this really uh, unprecedented time, right, that we're in. Um, I'd, I'd like to add just to what you yeah. said in the message there, just about we couldn't hear anything. There weren't any lights there weren't any noises of our society or our, our environment and you know here back in life and and we just don't have the chance to do that so i appreciate you just bringing that out for us and that word selah and uh let's let's dive deeply into that man yeah well, thanks yeah. yeah and i think uh for me i know you told me this but we were busy filming i think it was five thirty every morning if not earlier <laughs> yeah. and then we wouldn't get back to that kind of messed like up nine. your millennial thing, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> hey, millennials, there is a sunrise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> millennials, there's a sunrise. That's awesome. Uh, I know, but I know even then, I mean, I was, we were hauling 50 pounds of gear everywhere, back and forth, yeah. busy, exhausted, and I remember uh, you shared a, a kind of a theme, and you said some, our society is getting more consumed with the medium than the message. Yeah. And I remember filming this and thinking, Am I getting wrapped up in the beauty of that videography, This like just the, the place we're in, or am I getting more wrapped up in w what we wanted to share and convey with the, that yeah. video? Um, yeah. So like that pause was yeah. instrumental for me to, yeah. even, yeah. even when we were working 5.30 to, you know, right. till it was dark, uh, to take yeah. that pause and be like, oh, wow, we are in the wilderness. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's and, and man, just thinking of that, Brian, uh, moving into the desert, obviously there's something that's, that's barren about that and we've been in this season where a lot of our normal uh things comforts or luxuries are sort of taken from us even yeah. even fellowship even community yeah. and uh but to go into that desert you it's a paradox at work because we recognize the barrenness and the emptiness mm -hmm. but then there's something else that's ancient within us that's yeah. rising up and you can see it even in images of the desert it's awful, and then it's beautiful. Yeah, you know? beautiful. and so I think that right. it's just a, it's it's 
It's something we, we, we must be exploring. I just know that God is doing something in this time for us to stop from all of our endeavors, from all of our comings and goings, and to be still. Yeah, man. Just want to pause here and say, uh, please, um, Brian's got the the text here, 970-717-0087. And uh, please bring any prayer requests, any questions, thoughts. We'll stop and engage with you uh, as we just uh, have a little discussion here this morning about Selah, about this idea of God's taking his people to the desert, taking them to a time where they're stripped of all... Uh, things of really normal life uh, that we have to depend on him. Uh, so we just want to chat a little bit about that this morning. Jeff's yeah, like, and yeah. I know you, we're going to talk about what it looks like practically, but if you have any questions about, you know, if your life is busy, uh, I know f- we have actually had some texts come in this week uh, just for prayer for healing. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, you know, illness is a big pause button that we mm. aren't expecting or enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but man, what, what can we learn and yeah. what's God doing in that? You know? We'd love to pray for you um, for healing this morning. If you have something, please shoot it to us. We'd love to stop. And <laughs> there's no question that health, when we run into health issues, sickness is, boy, that is a huge pause button, right? That a lot of things are stripped away in our life. And, and we uh, have to refocus, right, during that time. That is a wilderness time as well. Um, so we'd love to pray with you for that. You know, I have to f- believe that, you know, some of you are out there, you're, you're listening to this and, and you're like, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear Psalm 46, the Lord's beckoning of be still, know that I'm God, the importance of getting away and quiet. And obviously the, the scriptures are real clear. We should be building in every day. We should start our day with, uh, you know, with first, first thoughts, you know, setting our heart, you know, to him being still. But I've just been overwhelmed with realizing, I think lately, just how impacted we are, how, how our, our mentality, our pace of life, how we see the world is really so formed by technology and the media and just busyness, right, in general. I think more than we'd ever, ever realize and we miss, I think what we're losing, right, is this, this way of life that is God-infused, this way of life that we have, like child life. Remember, Jesus says, you know, if you're going to come to the kingdom, you might come as a child, just childlike eyes about this universe is God-infused and he's speaking, he's wooing us, you know, to him. And so... I think we want to just take a moment here in, in, in dialogue with you all and share with ourselves here just what does that look like? Let's try to answer as best we can a little bit. Um, we'll share personally, but just a few things uh, this morning about how. Okay, how, how do I uh, pay attention to that say law, that pause button? How do I pay attention to God's beckoning of, of be still, right, and know that I'm God? I have four things, and hopefully we can get to them this morning, but I just want to give them to you, so maybe you can write these down and think about them on the how on this. The first one is spiritual awakening. You know, there has to be something stirring in us, and oftentimes a wilderness experience is going to be what gets us awakened, right, uh, during this time. And from there, though, we have to move to spiritual intimacy and understand God is the one beckoning us into this, this time. And from spiritual intimacy, we should move to spiritual discipline. There is a responsibility on our part 
that we have to step into, right, to, to use the spiritual disciplines to awaken this new life, this relationship with God. And then finally, those spiritual disciplines are to move us to a spiritual fight. We have to um, learn that, that God takes us to the wilderness. Not, it's not some selfish thing just for us. It is to get us ready, as we see from Jesus, to enter back into the world with fresh eyes, right, to fight, that realize that there is darkness in this world and God wants to equip his people to push back that darkness. So let's jump up to the first one, spiritual awakening. And uh, I think there has to be a shift, you know, this idea of, of, uh, of boy, going to the wilderness and, and, the, and uh, heating the, the pause button. There, there's just, it is an illumination. It's a mystery to some extent how the spirit works, but God uses everything outside circumstances. And then this inner wooing. Um, and I think we all could, could really give testimony to that, this, this inner uh, feeling that I need to be awakened. Um, there's a, a longing for something more, a longing to break out of our routine and the busyness and, and the way culture is and all the flips and slides and swipes on our phones and just to be free from that phone. That was part of what was really great was there was no, no uh, cell service out there, so we, there was no connectivity. And just putting ourselves in that place where we are dependent, right, on God. So this is the language I want to start and get some thought from you guys on, is this idea of spiritual awakening. Here, here's kind of my thinking, is there must be this beyond a quiet time mentality. All of us have heard about having a quiet time every day, being quiet before the Lord, our little devotional in the morning that's critically important, but we need something beyond that. Because that quiet time, it, it, it's just, usually it's a small little time, and usually it, we have the day ahead that's pushing on us. Um, what does this look like, this awakening to something beyond the quiet time, to really learn to heed God's call into being still, to where we, he says, be still and know that I am God. And that's something that goes beyond, right, a, a quiet time. And uh, it, it requires, as we see in the scripture, larger time with God, specific things, stepping out um, and heeding, even now in this, this unprecedented time of this pandemic, heeding, getting in touch with, taking time to reflect, God, what are you doing? What are you doing with me, not just around me? And so just some thoughts on that at all, guys, um, when it comes to this first step is, boy, we're not going to heed this pause button. We're not going to heed what God has for us in this wilderness time unless there's some awakening, unless I really want, right, to heed this, unless I have spiritual eyes and desire to move towards God's invitation of come with me to the desert, come with me to a quiet place to be stilled, disconnected, right, to, to know that I'm God, unless we have a yearning in there. And this is what we should be praying for people. Lord, awaken that yearning, right, inside our hearts and others. Just any thoughts on that first piece before yeah, we move on? Um for me, I think that quiet time, I mean, which, you know, that's sort of language in the Christian realm of, you know, ha having a quiet time and having a quiet time with the Lord. But I think there are so many more disciplines associated with that than just prayer. Uh, it's kind of a misstatement or a mistake to think that that's when we're going to pray, right? And we're not going to pray other times. I mean, Paul encourages us to pray without ceasing. Right. And in Matthew 11, Jesus tells us to come all ye who are weary and find rest for your souls. So I think that quiet time, we, we sometimes, I mean, I'll speak for myself, we think that that time, however long that is, if it's 10 minutes or an hour or whatever, we think that because we did that, that might restore us. Right. But I, I think that that quiet time 
is meant, the original meaning is let's, let's discover what God's sustenance is, yeah. sust, sustenance is and find that soul rest mm-hmm. so that our communication with him throughout the day then becomes this yeah. prayer without ceasing and this, this two-way communication. So that quiet time, That's in my good. opinion, should lead to these things that are, that are deeper than just a, a specified time. Yeah, and I'm going to share a kind of silly story um, that happened in the desert, Um, but just talks about the pace of life. Like, just so you guys know, we were filming that intro video of Steve and Derek walking, and you know, we we kind of wanted to share why we were in the desert with y'all, and and I was like, all right, let's let's just you know, kind of take a stroll and and talk about you know what our motives are. And man, I was huffing and puffing because they were booking it mostly because their legs are longer. but we kind of stopped and realized, man, how much of our pace is dictated by our lifestyle. Like we, we couldn't slow down. Yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. Um, and yeah, that just kind of mm. indicates our lifestyle. Or you know, even out in the, in the wilderness, we were nowhere to be, nowhere to go. Right. We were still yeah. beeline for the end point. We wanted to get there, and we thought once we get there, you know, that's where we need to be. Man. Um, so it was a, a pretty good awakening moment for me to be like, man, you, even us, yeah. you know, we're trying to do this great message and and we're still kind of not taking in the full grasp of where God wanted us to be. Boy, and, and so I think good. that's a gift of God originally our, is is made in his image. We have this capacity to create. We have this capacity to accomplish. We have this capacity to dream and and do things and suddenly we take that special gift of God and it becomes our occupation, you know, or many occupations. And so we can't cease from our work. We can't cease from just occupying our hands, our mind, our bodies, you know. And the Lord knows here in Aspen, we have a thousand ways every day to accomplish that. Right. Man, that's good. I, Brian, that's, that's awesome. I, uh, I, you know, now you remind me of that. I, I remember, and it's so true. It's just built in. It affects our entire being, right? We, and I think, again, more than we realize, I think, it just at least I'm starting to realize how much my... Just my routine, my, my rhythm, my pace is set by the, this world we live in. And boy, we, we have to step back and adjust. This is where the awakening comes in, a different, you know, different pace. I, um, I just think about the thing that comes to my mind is this idea of I, I feel like what's built into me is always what's the next thing, mm-hmm. right? It's on my to-do list. I'm, I'm working in what's the next thing. What's the next checkbox? What's the next thing on the list to, to move towards? Uh, and not just daily to-dos, but larger things than that. Um, boy, and, and just to that pause, to be able to get perspective, that awakening that has to be there, right, to reset our hearts, right, to to realize and be in tune with the spiritual realm and what God is doing. So Yeah, and that's it's all amazing. Uh, I just kind of wanted to, to take a pause right now, no pun intended. Um, someone texted in, and I appreciate you guys texting in, uh, but just needed prayer. Uh, they're feeling alone. They can't be with their mom for Mother's Day, mm. um, kind of feeling at the end, he said, almost to his end point. Yeah. Uh, so th- do it right now. For whoever you are, uh, mm-hmm. we hear you. Uh, and yeah. I just wanted to pause and, mm. you know, hopefully have our church body join in prayer and surround. Do I don't it. know who this is. It's anonymous. Right. But yeah. And that one person represents right. a lot. many. That's right. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, just in this this call to this is boy, you know the call, the 
the world, right, is we're left so oftentimes lonely, you know, with that loneliness, the isolation that can grip us. So let's, let's press in right now and pray. Derek, would you pray for us and for just everybody out there um, that might be struggling just sure, away man. from mom, you know? And uh, I saw another uh, text earlier, too, of, uh, you know, just some single moms and single dads that are, are just struggling with this Mother's Day, with everything that kind of comes with that, that God's grace, right, and His strength would, would be really upon them. Amen. And, and, and I, would, I would say, you guys, please contribute. And at the end of this prayer, we'll allow just a, a half a minute or something for you, you out there to contribute. Lord, let's, uh, let us remember, God, those in need. Your, your word tells us that when one rejoices, we should rejoice with them. And when one mourns, we should mourn with them. Lord, we want to feel deeply the things that are in our souls, that are in our hearts. Lord, help us to overcome any tendencies towards sociopathic activities or thoughts. Lord, we are connected by you. There's one Lord, one baptism. And Lord, if the heart of one person feels something deeply, Lord, we want to feel that together. And Lord, we pray for that person who texted in today. We pray, Lord, you would give them Oh, Lord, let your breath of life rush in and renew their strength in their spirit. Lord, I pray that uh, they can somehow connect with their mother today. And Lord, I know there are so many others that just can't be physically present with their moms today for so many reasons. Uh, Not only this COVID thing, but Lord, we pray for a, uh, a heart connection. Yes, Lord with our moms, and we pray for a heart connection with each of us who feel deeply, Lord. Mm. Lord, we lift these things up to you. We pray that you would restore us together. God, you would give us hope. You are the author of hope and the author of faith. Lord, let it rise up inside of this person and each of us together. Mm. Make us one, Lord. And God, may we learn to carry each other's burdens. Yes, Lord. Father, I want to pray just the blessings, the promise of Joel too, Lord, over those out there, Father, that are feeling a sense of loss. Lord, just a sense of loss with, with uh, thinking about motherhood, fatherhood, family, heritage, these things. Lord, I, I just pray your promises. You will restore the years the locust stole. And Father, you are a perfect father. You are perfect motherhood. It all flows from your goodness. And Lord, I pray that hope. I pray that blessing. Lord, over those watching, Lord, is the strengthening that no matter how, how much, much hurt, how much loss, how much um, uncertainty there is, Lord, or grief, Lord, I pray that your peace, your hope, God, your wonderful promises as we lean into you, God, uh, will come forth. I pray this, Lord, over households that are watching here this morning. Yeah, we want to allow just a uh, half a minute here, just for those of you out there, you want to speak the truth, you want to speak life, you want to pray and, and, and implore the, the will and the help of the Father. Let's take just half a minute and do that. You know, maybe 
just as we're talking, you know, somebody comes to your mind. Uh, it could be your own mother. It could be uh, someone in your family uh, that just comes to your mind. Uh, well, I pray you'll, you'll heed that and, 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 and give them a call. Ask God what it is that he's asking you to do to write and bring encouragement and blessing right to them uh, today. So let's, let's tune in to, to what he's saying here. Please keep the request coming in. We will pause. We will stop. And uh, we'd love to, to join you in, in prayer right this morning. Um, so on this journey kind of, of this how, how do we pause? How do we really take advantage of, of God's invitation? We, it starts with spiritual awakening, as we said. And from there, it has to move to spiritual intimacy. There has to be this very personal, this shift away from uh, my needs, what, what I kind of a self-focused thing to realize that in Psalm 46 is that God's beckoning is be still. That's God's voice to us. Be still. Know that I'm God. This is his very personal invitation for you to enter into that place with him, to come to him, to, be, to, to come to him with all of our worries, our questions, and everything else, uh, and to know who he is. Uh, this is the, the awakening of our heart, our affection, that, wow, the creator of the universe, he desires for me, right, to come and be with him. Uh, this is an absolute critical piece of this. It's very, very personal. We see all in the scripture, God's beckoning call of his people into the desert was extremely intimate. And we're going to break that down in this desert series as well the next few weeks. But that's the next uh, move on this is, is from spiritual awakening. Then the move must be to this, this relational. It must, it must get relational. And, you know, we've given a lot of, of kind of some practical things on that. One that, again, I just, I'm going to be a broken record on this one. But I'm telling you, what it has done for me is revolutionary. In the morning is to not go to my phone or anything else is, is go back to paper, paper journal, paper Bible, so that I'm going to that place where I'm not going to be interrupted by everything else or even tempted, right, to go there. But just to be in his word, to be alone, right, with him. And, and, the, and just to start the day with the Lord. Make this personal. Let me draw, draw near to you. So this is the spiritual awakening move into spiritual intimacy uh, that's absolutely critical. This is God wants our heart. He wants to be with us. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, one, something I that I said earlier that I just want to add to just about the, 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 I said something like that when we're going to this quiet time that there are so many other dis spiritual disciplines that are a part of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jack Deere, I remember him saying one time that, that disciplines, the spiritual disciplines, whether it's uh, reading our word, reading the Bible, um, service, um, uh, giving, uh, prayer, fasting, these things in their highest and purest form are acts of love. Yeah. And so it sort of reframes that act of discipline. And I think where this intimacy is involved, it, th th there's kind of a red flag for me if that intimacy is characterized by a lot of effort. Yeah. I mean, there's effort involved, right? But right. this like willpower that's mm -hmm. driving my spiritual life and I just need to get a little more of it mm -hmm. or just add a little bit to it. Those things can, can actually look like uh, faith and intimacy, yeah. but actually we're, we're sustaining them by sometimes, mm -hmm. oftentimes by this willpower. That's excellent. Excellent. Brian, any thoughts or anything on coming yeah. in? Uh, we had a lot. We had uh, so thank you for your texts. 
Uh, that number is in the description of the video um, in case you want to chime in. Um, but a lot of people just talking about pace, about God's you know, still small voice that can get lost in our busyness and in margin. So yeah, a lot of people chime in kind of relate to that issue. Yeah, um, yeah. And then as far as intimacy, uh, one of my favorite verses, probably one of my life verses, Psalm 23, mm. the Lord is my shepherd. Come on. I lack nothing. Yeah, you know, he leads me beside still waters. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, wonderful. And it's just you know that that intimate moment of man, he's he's the shepherd yeah. who isn't just going to leave us in isolation or or just you know awaken us but leave us there. It's yeah. he wants that yeah. the relationship to guide us to lead us uh, mm. if we're listening. It's fantastic. So so here, let's move into this very critical part of, of the next shift from spiritual intimacy, spiritual awakening, spiritual intimacy. And now into spiritual discipline is the next shift. And Derek already alluded to this. This is absolutely critical that spiritual intimacy takes precedent over spiritual discipline. Otherwise, like yeah. Derek said, is that it's going to be my effort. And I, folks, I believe because I've lived it, I, I, I still struggle with it, is, is that I put effort before intimacy. Now, they have to go together. Um, but but it's, it's the concept of how I have to keep it relational. That's God's beckoning. Be still. Know that I'm... It starts with this intimacy. It starts with a personal... It starts with a dependence on God in the desert. Lord, uh, crying out as a child of God to Him to enter this time. And then there's responsibility I have to take on my part of the spiritual disciplines, right, to, to get there. So here's just a little... As Brian was speaking, it just kind of hit me. It's Mother's Day. And, you know, uh, obviously I got a card from Michelle and some things and, and thinking about it ahead of time. But I realized when I sat down to write the card is, is oh, what am I going to write? And, folks, here's the deal. If I don't take time to sit down, if, if I stay in the pace of life that is, is normal, it's just one more discipline. I, I, this is what I have to do. And if there isn't a time to sit back and reflect, right, about what God, what is it this woman the blessing, the gift she is. Have I taken adequate time to have communion with you to get something to put on paper in this discipline, right, of writing it out? There has to be intimacy, time, pause, right, to get something, to bring something to write out rather than just going through the motions of, of buying a card with something on it already rather than the, the effort it takes to write something, not just something you know, off the top, you know, the top of the head, but something right from the heart that comes from a place of intimacy with that discipline and responsibility right together. Um, and obviously, we start the disciplines with the Word of God. God takes us to the desert because He wants to speak. He wants to awaken our, our deaf ears, our noisy ears again, right, to His voice, be able to hear His voice. And that begins with being in tune with His Word, the Word of God. This is where the disciplines begin, with saturating our life with the Word of God and His Scripture. Um, so this is, this is this interaction. And folks, we could talk all day long on this, how these get out of place. If I get too much into the discipline, it becomes duty. It becomes spiritual delusion um, versus keeping it intimate. And, and again, uh, this is simple, but it's profound. Anytime we go to the Word of God, talk to God. God, I'm, you make this real. Bring this alive in my life. He, wants to, he promises to awaken us. He promises to come to us in the midst of His Word. And there's all other kinds of spiritual disciplines. Solitude, being alone are, are key ones as well. But we, we must begin and have a foundation right, of, of the word of God. So that spiritual awakening moves us into spiritual intimacy. And now the responsibility of that is the spiritual disciplines, 
right, of, of putting some effort there because of my heart, not because of I want to get this done or get this thing. I, I want to please my Father. Lord, let my heart be engaged. So before we go to the last one, any thoughts on, on uh, spiritual discipline itself? And, and gang, I, I think I would just add to this is that, remember, the Word of God, when we engage the Word of God, it cannot be done without the Spirit of God. So here's the discipline. I go, I study, I read, I saturate my mind because our mind is so full of other things. I put the Word of God on my mind, but it must be with the Spirit of God. It must also be Word and Spirit. It must be a, a personal engagement. God, bring this alive. I want to hear from you, God, right? That, that, that together, a dependence, yeah. right, on the Spirit of God in the disciplines of God. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts, you guys, before we move on? No. Yeah, well, uh, just for discipline, I, I'll be honest, I was responding. So there's a lot of people chatting in, so if I repeated Good. something you said, huh? uh, but, you know, Bring it. that's just kind of what happened. Um, but just about discipline, you know, I love we're in a desert series because... I feel like discipline is so necessary when we feel like we're in dry times, you know, yeah. whether that's work-related, illness-related, isolated. Uh, and, you know, that's all, where a lot of people are in this world. And excellent. that's why I think the beauty of being in Desert Series, I mean, we need to be disciplined to say, all right, God, it's mm. even when I feel like I'm dry, yeah. your word is never dry. It's brilliant. Uh, so, And that gets back to the beginning, the spiritual awakening is... That's how spiritual awakening begins is, is boy, I'm dry. The awareness that, you know, my, my, where's the fruit of the Spirit in my life, right? If that fruit if is, is the beginning check, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If, if those things are not growing, if I'm dry, boy, I, I, that, that is that awakening that should lead me into this, this transformational process of being still before God. Right, moving from awakening to intimacy, right, to discipline. But we don't stop there. I think this last one, spiritual fight, being equipped with a new worldview, a fresh worldview, empowered by God to go step back into the world with new lens, with, with empowerment, with, with the word of God and a bold joy to engage darkness and to fight, right? And this isn't a physical fight. This is a spiritual fight. And we see this all in the scriptures that God took his people to the desert to equip them, to renew them, to strengthen them and empower them. Jesus modeled this perfectly for us when he was taken to the desert and he came out of that desert to begin his ministry empowered by the Holy Spirit and, and, and to, to engage, to battle. And, and so just a few verses here I want to give you. First of all, Matthew 6.33 uh, the whole chapter 6 of Matthew is so applicable for desert times, times we're in right now with pandemics and everything. And God just says, don't be anxious, don't worry. Uh, it's a re Desert times a time to refocus my anxiety, my focus on material things, on my food, on my work, on all of these things. And, and God says, it's only in that desert where we're able to really understand that it, the, his words, where he says to us is, I know you need those things, but you... Matthew 6, 33. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you, for I care for you. Don't be anxious about those things, but you seek first the kingdom. And folks, all through the scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, we see this is the message of God. Be still. He's wanting us to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, this whole new life he's brought to us through Jesus Christ. 
and, and, and a, a minimalizing of everything else. So what we have in Matthew 6.33 is we know clearly here's the priority. Our priority is a reset to seek the kingdom of God. And this isn't something that just when we become a Christian comes to us like, like by osmosis. It takes effort. It takes spiritual fight. It takes all the things we're talking about, growing in intimacy, awakening, all of these things um, to come. And, and folks, I just wanted to say a couple of things and then guys pipe in here about the kingdom of God. Folks, what must be restored is when we get dry, when we live in this world, we are consumed with the kingdom of this world. We are consumed with the kingdom of man. And the kingdom of God is at opposition to the kingdom of this world. And God has called his people in. Right? He tells us that wonderful promise. He has delivered us out of the kingdom of the world in darkness into his kingdom of light that we might be equipped to step back into this world right, with hope and joy and empowerment. His message on his cause to push back the darkness to bring right his blessing uh to to the world and to darkness and so boy i love matthew uh, matthew 11 and uh and also luke 7 you can go to those two this this exchange of jesus and john the baptist on the scene and it just says these these amazing things um it, it says in Matthew eleven twelve. it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And in Luke 16, 16, Luke says this, The law and the prophets were until John the Baptist. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. Um, what's being said here is, up at John was the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets. Jesus is saying, look, something greater than John. He, he says this amazing thing in, in Matthew 11 that John is the greatest of all born of women. In other words, the greatest of the prophets, the greatest impact person because he prepared the way for the Messiah, Jesus. But he said this, even the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. That's anyone who knows Jesus, anyone who's been redeemed is because now of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost inside our heart and the impact possibility for the kingdom of God for his children. And so this whole flow of being still being called to the wilderness is to prepare us for spiritual fight, right? And, and this great effort in these verses say it, the kingdom must be taken by force, not physical force, not physical fight, but by spiritual warfare, by a going after great effort, it takes a, a pursuit, a fight. And this is why Paul says, I fought the good fight of faith, right? And uh, I think this is what has to be restored when we're dry, is we have no fight. Right? We've given in, we're consumed by the things of the world. And, and when the troubles of the world, when darkness comes in on us, we get defeated. We, we, rather than we're empowered to come in with the hope, right, and the power of God. He takes us to the wilderness to draw us close to his heart, to awaken our hearts to discipline and our responsibility in his call to bring about and awaken a spiritual fight inside our soul. So I could go on and on. These verses are no, exciting. Any, any thoughts you guys yeah, have on that before got we... Go ahead, Brian. No, I was, as you were talking about fight, I, you know, I just feel like uh, the enemy's tactics are when... We're feeling dry or beaten down. Yeah. We we want to take on this like victim mentality rather than yeah. you know what you're talking about is equipping and preparing and like God is actually calling us back to Him and yearning for us to draw closer to Him and it's actually more encouraging. Uh, so you know the, with the fight aspect, it's like we're not the victim. We're actually being equipped. We're it's it. you know building up that that's it, tenacity. Mm. You know um, we were talking here afterwards and I um, I don't know some of you have probably watched the the chosen uh, um, series. 
And, uh, you know, I've watched The Passion and all these other things, and I haven't watched it uh, yet. Um, you know, I just kind of put it off because you just think, well, it's that Christian, you know, kind of movie, and, well, I'll get to it, you know. Be movie for Jesus. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, whatever. And so last night, we, we actually turned it on on YouTube and watched just the first one of The Chosen. And let me tell you, I was... I was blown away. And so on this issue of fight, let me just say, if you haven't watched it, I want to just commend it. I was like moved. Like I have not been moved by a movie since I can remember. Um, and that first scene of showing Jesus's love and how he delivered Mary Magdalene from seven demons, how they did that, it just moved me. And it ties into this idea of spiritual fight. Jesus has come. He takes us to the wilderness to restore our heart with him because he wants to put the Holy Spirit inside us that we might walk alongside him and have that kind of impact, that kind of love, that kind of power and loving engagement. And man, that how they did his love for her, his words over her was just, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And so it just, I just commend that to you. If you have, and if you did see it, go back and watch that first, that first episode and, and just see, man, it, they, it's such an accurate picture of Jesus' awesome ministry coming his own. Remember, 40 days in the desert, Jesus, preparation, awakening him to who he is. And the enemy comes to attack during that time, right? Intimacy with the Father and the, the strengthening of him coming out, it says that he was empowered by the Spirit when he came out of that desert. That's when he began his miracles. That's when he began his ministry of pushing back the darkness, right, and bringing his love and the ministry of God, right, to our hearts. So hope I just commend that to you. It was, it was really moving on my part. So any, any thoughts on this before we maybe wrap up this time? Anything else we need to pray for? Or obviously I want to pray these four things for all of us, right, as a, as a church body to, to step in to encourage each other um, during this time. Yeah, I have something here. Um, I, I'll, I'll confess, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of my season of, of faith, which I've been a Christian now for 30 years, and there, there are so many seasons when I'm, I'm going to say I've been a sort of a dilettante Christian. And this is not something that is gained by a dabbling. And the Lord spoke to me a few, a couple years ago and, and gave me this one little phrase that says, exposure is not learning. Mm, that's good. And, and, it, and it pushes so hard against our culture because we can expose ourselves to so many things just in the course of a day through all the media and all the ways that we can gather information today. But... And I've just thought of this. I'm not, I don't want to be a dilettante Christian. And I have been that at times, many times. And, and when we talk about, you know, these things, I'm reminded of like John 15, where the Lord says, you're not of this world. I've called you out of this world. And I think that phrase, exposure is not learning, helped me see, oh, yeah, I've been of this world so much because I think that a little exposure helps me to learn it, and it doesn't. And when we're talking about these disciplines and these things, and maybe some of you out there are thinking, or maybe you never heard the words or the two words spiritual disciplines. Um, yeah, somebody's going to want a message on this. But I, want, I, I, I fortunately brought my little And by book. the way, they have. Again, for our next series, People Series, where we're going to oh, great teach idea. on the things you've given. We've had, I think, at least two people ask about the spiritual disciplines. Oh, that's so, great. So, hey, again, keep those. After the Desert Series, we're going to move right into the People Series. We're going to start addressing each week the things that you want to hear about and teach. So please keep those coming. It's been great. Well, and this, I, I brought this book along. I didn't know if we'd, I'd want to reference it or not. This is from Richard Foster, uh, a book uh, called The Spirit of the Disciplines, or cele sorry, Celebration of Discipline. Yeah. 
And I just want to read in the contents here a few uh, spiritual disciplines. And for any one of these, like I said, exposure is not learning. For any one of these, and I've never just read this book straight through. I'll take one thing and focus on that for a number of weeks or some season. But just listen to these spiritual disciplines. And, and as I read these, listen for how countercultural these words are, these spiritual disciplines to how we live today. First one, meditation. All right, and some think that's not a part of the Christian faith. It is right. absolutely but, a part. But boy, of the let us add here: it's not emptying yourself. Right, it's just right. the opposite. It's right. filling Meditation myself with on God. God's it's truth intimacy his, with God. Yeah. His word, His character, right. uh, prayer, fasting, study, spiritual discipline of simplicity. Mm. Think about how Christ lived. The spiritual discipline of solitude, of submission, service. Confession. Yeah. You hear how these rub against culture and society and the norm? Worship. Guidance. Celebration. Disciplines of, of the Christian faith. And by the way, the word discipline, right, is so close to the word disciple. And some of us have had a, bad experiences with discipline, right? Maybe many, many, many people. But it's important to recover the nature of that and the disciple or the one that is seeking that discipline in that way, spiritually and deeply, is, is a student of Christ, a follower of Christ, wanting to learn. And in fact, in Matthew, what did you reference earlier, 11, he says, my yoke is easy. Come to me, all ye who, who, are, re- who, who are weary, all ye who are heavy burdened, and you will find rest for your souls. And he says, my burden is easy. Absolutely. And so these disciplines are not hard. The Lord gives us empowerment by his Spirit and they are, like Jack Deere said one time, a response mm-hmm. to the love of Christ yeah. and then a, a cooperation with that that Excellent. becomes something beautiful in our soul, not some, something that's out of our own strength. Excellent. That's awesome. Wonderful. Brian, anything? You're typing away over there. <laughs> anything we need to pray about or address before we kind of move, wrap things up? Uh, yeah, I mean... A lot of prayers for moms, so that's great. Good. I hope you guys are celebrating your moms. Yes. Uh, you know, that's part of my... My ministry, family ministries, uh, want to equip moms and prepare for them. Um, but also, before we start praying, want to give a quick plug uh, to stick around to the end. <laughs> That's right. We have some exclusive content. Uh, that <laughs> exclusive content. It is. It, it, it's, it's never before <laughs> been seen. So stick around to the end. I uh, just didn't want to get that, that to get lost behind your prayers. Some desert but. bloopers or whatever. Uh, you'll, you'll be excited to see some of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So don't turn off early. Um, also, also, before we wrap up here, just um, I want to thank people online who are watching. And uh, Chris, if you have that slide, I mean, just thank you to those who support the church and are, and are tithing and givers. Um, oh, may God return all of, of, of just our, our acts of worship, our acts of faith. I mean, I know that God strengthens us in that. So thank you to you for supporting the church. There's how uh, you can do it through mail, through text, online. Yeah. Uh, thank I, I, you, guys. If I can just say a special thing. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to transition over to online, the online giving process, since obviously we can't meet yes. uh, here for a while. Thank you for that, and uh, it's, it's awesome. And one other thing, uh, worship team, so get ready. You're going to be getting a call or an email because uh, we are 
jamming <laughs> from Monday through Saturday night trying to get Sunday morning uh, the worship service <laughs> ready for next week. So worship team members that, that weren't involved in the worship this week, uh, you'll be hearing from me or you can reach out today. And I hope your uh, schedule is clear tomorrow morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Well, let me uh, close this out and uh, and pray. I want to pray for for moms again. And uh, again, just to wrap things up, we have three words for the next three weeks. And uh, they're words that you uh, probably all of us haven't really heard before, or, or uh, I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, they're, um, two of them are Hebrew words. One's maybe a Greek word. But this morning's is Selah, and you'll see it all through the book of Psalms. And I hope that anytime you see that word as you read the book of Psalms, you'll remember the pause button. And hopefully, just even on your phone or when you're watching a video or something, your TV, whatever you're watching, and you see that pause button, I hope that's a visual reminder for you to think Selah and, and to really ask, or take time to say, hey, have I Amen. taken time out to be really still before the Lord? And do I need to set some disciplines in my life? Do I need to take an extended time, right, to be with the Lord, to take my family away, to be with the Lord or friends, mm. whatever it may, may be? So remember these four movements. Spiritual awakening moves us, right? We start to feel that, as Brian was saying, that dryness. Lord, awaken me, awaken me, draw me near to you. It moves us into spiritual intimacy, this personal encounter. We need, the only way we're spiritually revived, it is not just the disciplines. It's only by the power of God. A personal yeah. encounter with God must precede all of this. And then that moves us into our response because of his love for us, right, into the spiritual um, discipline part of it. And then finally, all of that is God wants to what? He wants to put his life inside our soul. He wants to bring about some spiritual fight. He wants us to be a part of his cause in this world, to live like Jesus did, to love people powerfully like Jesus did in this world. So hopefully that is encouraging you. Hopefully there's some tools to hold on to in this how. Let's keep mm. the dialogue going. This line is, is open all week long, as well as our emails yes. and, and phones. Call us. Um, it's been great getting one-on-one -on -one and with smaller groups now that now things are opening up a little bit. Yeah. Let's start engaging. Um, Steve, you're going to have to create a new app called Selah. Selah. Because like many of us, I'm very convicted when my phone, I didn't ask it to, suddenly yeah. it pops up and it tells me what my average screen time was. Oh, wow. Well, you, you, do you have this on? Yeah, I, mean, I don't have it on my phone. Oh, yeah, man. No, oh, you don't want it. You don't, don't want, want it. <laughs> Probably not. But, but, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be great to, to just yeah. hold ourselves accountable to each other and yeah. let's, let's pursue this. How can we do this? And it's only going to happen by community. Yeah. It's only going to happen by this becoming a part of our faith, a part of our daily life. And, man, thanks, thanks for driving us to this today. Absolutely. Well, thanks, you guys. Um, boy, Derek, Brian, amazing creativity of your time. And Chris, thank you for yes, all the behind the scenes. Um, you'll have to journey with us next time uh, as we take off. But uh, boy, um, thank you guys for all this, this work. Um, and Mady, who keeps us all um, centered, aligned. A barrel of joy. Yes, exactly. What would we do without Mady? But um, let me just pray for us. Don't, don't turn off early. Um, you'll want, you don't want to miss uh, a couple of little... B-roll. B-roll, whatever that. I don't even know what that means, but this technical language, these, you know. So. But uh, Father, we just thank you again. Lord, I ask for a special pouring out blessing upon uh, mothers, Lord. 
I ask for that blessing to engage every household that is tuning in right now. Lord, your peace, your hope, your strength, your gratitude, our gratitude for the blessing of mothers. And Father, I pray a blessing for each of us. Lord, let us heed, Lord, this call of yours into the wilderness to be alone, to be still with you. Lord, to learn the truths and the power of Selah. Lord, we rejoice in your name. We love you. In Jesus' name, we lift these things. Amen. God bless. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this message. To hear other messages or learn more about Crossroads Church, visit our website at ccaspen.com.